0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, Senior Editor behind the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, with you for another episode of Let's Ride. You know the drill. It's your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast. It's Friday. It is the middle of July. We are less than two weeks away from the Steelers reporting to training camp, and you all know this. You're the ride-or-die crew. You're loyal. You're diehard. You know what it's all about. Once they report to St. Vincent College... Once they get back to putting the pads on, you hear the pads popping, reports are circulating, the season has begun. So, we always talk about the dog days of summer, they're coming to an end. I'm excited, you should be excited, just like I'm excited for this weekend. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I have my parents coming to town, I'm going to get some golfing with my dad. I'm really excited for that. I hope you have some exciting plans as well. I'm just trying to take in as much of this offseason that I have until the season starts up because once it starts back up, it ramps up in a big way for everyone involved with covering the Pittsburgh Steelers, whether you are at camp or not. It gets chaotic and hectic. Let's talk about some news. We always do the news here. Little random thoughts, news type ordeal. You know the drill. So with the news, uh, there's still some fans crying over the naming rights of what used to be Heinz Field, now Accra Stadium. And I got to be honest, like I said my piece on Wednesday, if you want to know my take on that, go back and listen. I had a really fun rant. I left that podcast, I was like, man, that made me feel better. And sometimes that's the therapeutic nature of being able to do these podcasts is I get my thoughts out, you just get to listen, there is no discourse, but still, it felt great to be able to get that off my chest. And I do have to be honest with you, there are some people that are very creative, very, very funny. And they have really ran with this AccraShore thing. Uh, I've seen everything from images where someone took the AccraShore logo and put it on a ketchup bottle of Heinz 57. It's just funny stuff like that. I think the funniest thing was I saw that the Pittsburgh dad, which is hysterical, it's one of my favorite things to watch during the season after a game. He did an episode on the name change, and he said, AccraShore, isn't that Jamie Lee Curtis yogurt that helps women who can't poop poop? And I just thought it was I was laughing so hard. So at least there are still some people out there that can have a sense of humor and can say, "You know what? It's it's it is what it is. We're going to move on. They're not changing the Steelers' name. They're not moving the team. They're not changing the colors of the seats to purple or green or whatever. Everything else stays the same." So uh, some of this stuff is funny and it's worth pointing out. Another bit of news that I I don't even want to call it anything official because I don't think it's official, and that would be that Le'Veon Bell has supposedly in some way retired from football. I wouldn't say what he put on Instagram as a retirement statement, basically just saying I'm not going to be playing anymore this year. And maybe for the foreseeable future, he wants to focus on boxing. There's actually, even for the celebrity side of things, there's a lot of money in that sport still. People might not think that, but there is a lot of money there and he's getting ready to box Adrian Peterson. So more power to him. Uh, I figured I'd mention that, but I I told you on Wednesday, I reinstated my Instagram account. I had deleted the app off my phone. I was just tired of it. And I forgot that I had not my personal account or my other business account, but I had created a Behind the Steel Curtain, my own individual Behind the Steel Curtain account. And you can follow me on Instagram if you want, btsc underscore Jeff. And I only talk about the Steelers there, but I was like, oh, I forgot all about that. So I reinstated that, and I got my Instagram app back. And I was looking at Le'Veon Bell and... Antonio Brown was someone that I followed at that time because he was still with the Steelers when I was kind of using that account. Long story short, I'm watching these guys, and all I can think about is what in the world has happened with these individuals. I mean, when you, Antonio Brown, and it's funny, someone said this, it wasn't me, I can't take credit for it, that athletes want to be rappers and rappers want to be athletes. And it does certainly seem that way. And Antonio Brown has a, I guess, quote-unquote, rapping career. Le'Veon Bell's done the same thing. I know Terrell Edmonds even has rap. He has albums out there. But I'm looking at Antonio Brown, who at one time, at one time, was during his tenure in Pittsburgh, was considered the best wide receiver on the planet. And now I'm looking at him and thinking, what, wow, I mean, just such a change. Such a change, it's just tough to even describe. And Le'Veon Bell, you look at him and what a fall from grace after he left Pittsburgh. And it just, it, it's kind of sad to me. It really is. It kind of is, it's kind of disheartening when you saw so much promise with these individuals on the football field and off, and now you see where they are and you're just, it's just Disheartening. We'll just put it that way. So, a lady on Bell supposedly retired. So, there you go. Someone else that is retired, and it's what we want to talk about in the first half of this segment before we have Jeremy Betts and the Jerome Betts, as I call them, and the all bets are off segment coming up in the second half. And my heart to heart at the very end, as we always finish out every show on Fridays. Another player that retired that I want to talk about today is none other than Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. Yes, that's Ben Roethlisberger, number seven. We all know he's done. He's a 18-year career, very good career. I wanted to talk about Ben for a lot of reasons. Uh, everyone knows I'm a huge Ben Roethlisberger fan. He was the only jersey I ever wore. I have other jerseys that were gifted to me. But Ben Roethlisberger was my favorite player since he was drafted in 2004. And I'm not alone in that ilk in terms of fans that really loved the Big Ben era. The one thing I wanted to talk about today, and it's the title of the podcast, is fans, if you can do anything, don't let 2020 and especially 2021 tarnish Big Ben's legacy. I'll say that one more time. Don't let 2020 and 2021, those two seasons, tarnish Ben Roethlisberger's legacy. Because I saw some people on social media I can't even remember the platform, probably Twitter. And they were talking about how, you know, Roethlisberger at the end of his career, oh, they guy stunk, he's awful, they're better off without him. And I'm not disagreeing with any of it. I don't think he stunk, and I don't think he was awful. Could they be better with a new quarterback in Matt Canada's system that's younger, that's athletic, that can move? Yes, absolutely, I'd agree with that. But I, I just want fans to remember that what we all witnessed, and if you're not old enough to remember all of Ben Roethlisberger's career, maybe you really started following after Super Bowl 43 in 2009. What we saw from 2004 up until last season, I'm not expecting to see that again in the for the rest of my life. Just like I would, I would imagine that you know people that watch Terry Bradshaw throughout his career, and that's but that's different. That's different. I wasn't alive for the Terry Bradshaw era. My dad was, and he talked all the time about he and Chuck Knoll, how they would butt heads. He got benched all the time. They'd have other quarterbacks starting, Joe Gillum, Hanratty. All those guys would start. Terry Bradshaw's numbers were atrocious. If Terry Bradshaw played in today's NFL, he would never have gotten a chance to continue his career. He would have fizzled out. No one would have wanted him. They would have cut him, just cut ties with him. The guy turns the ball over too much but he's a, he was a big-game quarterback. Four for four in Super Bowls. Can't take that away from him no matter what you say. So my dad probably thought, I don't know if I'll ever see a, a quarterback like that again, and then he saw Ben Roethlisberger. I'm not saying that it's impossible, but me personally, I'm not expecting that type of quarterback to see that ever again. If Kenny Pickett is the next quarterback and he's the next franchise guy, that's phenomenal. I just don't know if, that's gonna, if he's ever going to live up to that billing, at least not for me. And then that's that's a generational thing. The people that watch Bradshaw will always take Bradshaw over Ben. And the people that watch Ben will always take Ben over Bradshaw. That's just the way that it is. And these young fans that are just now getting involved in the Steelers like we all did at one point or another, if Kenny Pickett turns out to be that guy, they'll take Pickett over Ben and Bradshaw. Let's hope we have that discussion. Let's hope we have that let's hope we have that debate. But nonetheless, I wanted to go back and I wanted to look at the the last two seasons for Ben Roethlisberger and I wanted to remind people what we all got to witness. And I felt that this was the perfect time in the off season to do this, especially with the Steelers getting ready to report to camp. And once, once that happens, once those players on July 26th get out of their vehicles, step foot onto that campus, the page will have officially turned. We won't be talking about Ben Roethlisberger anymore. Maybe as a reference point or maybe he'll show up I really hope he doesn't but maybe he'll show up at camp just to say hello and to you know get get his name in the mix I'm not sure but I will say this that once that happens it's it's last year's chapter and so with that I thought this was a perfect time let's do it right now so I want to look at 2020 and 2021 now 2020 was a unique year if you remember there were obviously no fans for the majority of the of the season. And the Steelers got off to that red-hot start 11-0. Everything was fine. Everything was great. But when I looked at Ben Roethlisberger's individual statistics, what you saw was this was kind of like the you – know, he was coming off of the elbow surgery in 2019. No one knew what to expect. And what we started to see from Roethlisberger was maybe not the beginning of the end, but it was the beginning of a trend – that resulted in him not being able to really get that job done anymore. But let's look into the into the statistics here. In 2020, he finished the year on a, with a 12 and three record. His completion percentage was 65.6. That's not bad. His yardage, he threw for 3,803 yards, 33 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. Fantastic ratio there. He had a long pass of 84 yards. His yards per attempt were 6.3. He averaged a 94.1 rating and was sacked 13 times. So it was in 2020 when that offensive line did a phenomenal job keeping him upright. But this was that trend that started in 2020. And at the end of the season, when the streak ended, everyone started kind of figuring out what to do to go against the Pittsburgh Steelers. What it was, was they're just going to try and dink and dunk their way down the field. They're not going to push the ball down the field. They're not ready, and Ben isn't willing to do that. This trend with the offensive line was key. They didn't allow a sack because he didn't never held the ball long enough to get sacked. And this is where Air Yards, I did a podcast in that season. It was when we started Let's Ride Podcast. It was one of my favorite episodes where I just went off about all these PFFs and uh, all these other companies that were just all obsessed with that statistic. Air Yards. And when you think of it that way, that was like the beginning of that trend. And so the 6.3 yards per attempt, that's something that you're like, I'm not so sure about that. A lot of the other numbers look great. And so we all had, maybe that was just the end of the year. They kind of figured out the offense. We know that was Feetner's last year, but Matt Canada had his his imprint. His hand, fingerprint was all over that offense. Everyone hoped, okay, 2021, we all talked about it. I talked about it. Everyone else at Behind the Steel Curtain. Give him a full off season. He's re- he's ready now. Like now's the time where Roethlisberger's is going to come back and he's going to look like Big Ben. So in 2021, that was a little different. His regular season record was nine and seven. His completion percentage went down to sixty four point five. Yardage went down a little bit to three thousand seven hundred and forty. Touchdowns went down significantly to twenty two. And he still threw 10 interceptions. So he threw 10 interceptions in both 2020 and 2021. And that's not a very good ratio. It's about two to one. Long touchdown pass, or the long pass was 59 yards. That's it. 84 in 2020, 59 in 2021. You can argue yards after catch, and whether it was a short pass with a long run, it doesn't matter. That all counts as a long play. And when his long in 2021 was 59 yards, Everyone is bringing up the air yards again. His yards per attempt went down a tick to 6.2. Rating dropped significantly from 94.1 to 86.8. And he was sacked, (laughs) my gosh, he was sacked 38 times. He went from 13 sacks in 2020 to being sacked 38 times. So this is kind of how the NFL has turned into a what have you done for me lately business. I understand that. I get it. I participate in that to an extent, being the host of this show and writing articles about the team. But the one thing I want to keep on hammering home to the fans out there, and I don't care if you only watched Roethlisberger the last five years or if you've watched him all 18 years of his career, is don't let those two seasons tarnish the player that he actually was. And the player that he actually was is, some would argue, is a generational talent. A player that was not perfect on or off the field, we'll put it that way, but was a player that, my gosh, you wanted to watch him every time he stepped onto the field. You just never knew what was going to happen. You had six touchdown games, 500-yard games, but you also had five interception games. Everyone remembers week five in 2017 where the Jacksonville Jaguars go to Heinz Field, intercepts Ben five times, and Roethlisberger is famously quoted after the game as saying, maybe I'm done. He said it tongue-in-cheek. Everyone ran with it. You know the rest. I want to look at his career statistics, though. His career statistics, and to just kind of give you an overall look of, wow, like this was his career. His career was not just the last two seasons. He played in 249 games. His career completion percentage was 64.4. He threw for 64,088 yards. He threw 418 touchdowns to 211 interceptions. His overall overall win loss was 165 wins, 81 losses, and one tie. His yards per attempt for his career was 7.6. His average rating was 93.5. Here's what might be the most significant for Ben was that he had 53 game winning drives in his career and 41 fourth quarter comebacks, 53 game winning drives, 41 fourth quarter comebacks. Don't forget in 2004, he was the offensive rookie of the year. He made the pro bowl six times. Never was an all pro. Not surprising when he was in the, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady era. Um, Not so much Eli because that was NFC, but still you get the picture. He was a two-time Super Bowl champion and went there three times. When I look at these numbers, I think back and I think about when I think about Ben Roethlisberger's career, I think about all those game-winning drives, those fourth-quarter comebacks. Those were what Roethlisberger was. He was electrifying both on and off the field. And so I wanted to remind the fans out there, my ride or die crew, that although Roethlisberger absolutely had his warts and that absolutely Roethlisberger struggled at times, but don't let, especially 2021 with a really bad offensive line, don't let that season, I know it's what have you done for me lately, and that's the last thing we all remember, don't let that one season... Tarnish the other 17 or the other 16 if you want to throw twenty twenty into the mix. The guy was phenomenal. And so I want to take some time to remind everyone about how good he actually was. And, and the, wh- where this stemmed from was there was a, a, one of my Ride or Die crew shared a video with me. Um, it was a Facebook video. It was, it was just highlights but I was watching. I'm like, man, this guy was so good. Was so good for so long. And I thought it's, it's worth it to sh- give like an appreciation podcast. So there you go. For all the BTR fans out there, Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger, there you go. All right, folks. When we come back after this break, I'm going to ask Jerome Betts about Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. And we're going to talk about Acroshore, I am sure. And <laughs> that's fine. And of course, the hard to hard to finish it out. So be. Hey, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right, Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is the second half of the Friday show, which means it's time for the All Bets Are Off segment with Jeremy Jerome Betts. What's up, Jeremy? How's it going? It's going pretty well. Uh, got a sick kiddo in the house, but other than that, mm. things are going all right, man. That's the worst. It's the absolute yeah. worst. But hey, I hope everything improves in that area. I Just like we all hope that the Pittsburgh Steelers improve in a lot of areas. Something oh, I want to ask you about before we get started with uh, the ins and outs of you know, the upcoming season and reporting to training camp is I did my first half on, on Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. And I wanted to take the time before this next season starts to kind of remind everyone how clutch this guy was and what a career he had. And it was all about how a lot of people, I think they, they let 2020 and 2021 and 2020 wasn't a horrible year for him, by the way, yep. but they, they kind of let those two years tarnish how great he was Um in your I know that you're a you're a Ben guy just like I'm a Ben guy. But in, in your personal opinion, did the last two seasons do anything to kind of stain or tarnish his legacy with the Pittsburgh Steelers uh throughout the last 18 years? Not in my eyes, Jeff. I mean, the guy was beyond what
1: you hope for in a quarterback for the majority of his career, and when you look at the last couple years i think he he earned the right of the loyalty of the team despite some struggles potentially that would come with him getting up there in age and i think a lot of the talk that he he lost his arm and he lost his desire for the game is just it's not real it's not right because you know he he showed up to work every day uh, the last couple of years, you know, he was coming to he was coming to practices on days that he would never practice, you know, and he was showing up and and there with the guys, making sure that everybody knew that that he was all in for these last couple of years. And I think it showed. I think he lost his legs the last couple of years, and I think that that is what really threw him off. And and you know, the scheme of the of the offense was designed to get the ball out of his hands quickly. The offensive line was not developed to be a a, a line that blocks for him for a long time so I think that 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 the situation that he he found himself in the last couple years was less than ideal for his situation his his age as a quarterback but no it does nothing to tarnish what he meant to the organization what I remember him as throughout the the early years when they're going to championships and winning championships and then when he became the guy and all the ups and downs of those 2010 seasons and how close they got some years and the unfortunate things that happened to key players that potentially kept them from moving forward. But Roethlisberger was always there and he always gave them a chance to win always clutch. Like you mentioned,
0: and uh, I'll always remember him as that quarterback. Well, let me ask you a question about this upcoming season. So Ben's not in the fold anymore. We know this, Mm. but out of the three quarterbacks that are really in the mix, Pickett, Trubisky, Rudolph, do you think that any of those three, regardless of who's the week one starter, would give the Steelers an upgrade? And you have to think all of this combined. So the Matt mm-hmm. Canada offensive scheme, all of that combined. Yeah. Would this, would any of those three, or maybe there's some that wouldn't be, be an upgrade over 2021 Roethlisberger? I think – Mitch Trubisky right now would be an upgrade over
1: 2021 Ben Roethlisberger just in the scheme that they're trying to run and with the, uh, the age being a factor, mm-hmm. I do think that his ability to move in the pocket, to make throws on the run, to play under center or, uh, from the shotgun comfortably either way. Um, He knows the Matt Canada style system from his college days that moves you outside the pocket that likes to use sweeps and and motions to get to get you in play for the big play. And uh, so I think that he does provide an upgrade. Just if you talk about it from an athletic and and physical ability standpoint, I do think where you see some drop where you'll probably probably see some drop off is. In those clutch moments of games, we have not seen that from Trubisky. He has not proven whatsoever that he can, with two minutes left in the game, you're down four, go down and score that touchdown. And I don't know about you, but Ben Roethlisberger, to me, I sat back expecting that more or less in most games, that he would at least give them a shot to go down the field and score. And uh, I don't know if I'll have that same sentiment as we go into this year, but from a a physicality standpoint, from – what he can do on the field, I do think that Trubisky would be an upgrade over Roethlisberger. I don't know if necessarily Pickett would be because he's just too new to the NFL. You know, we don't have any tape at, of him as an NFL quarterback. And then Mason Rudolph, I just think he processes too slow from the pocket. And for the system that Canada is going to run, it's going to be uh, play action, turn the head, find the receiver, and go. And I don't know if Mason Rudolph can. Can do that, and uh, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see for sure. But I think Trubisky is the only one of those guys that really provides an upgrade this year on Roethlisberger.
0: I think the clutch aspect of Roethlisberger is something that everyone forgets, even last season. Um, I think it was what seven out of the nine wins he had either a fourth quarter comeback or a game winning drive. And, right. Think of, think about that. I mean, if he doesn't yeah. perform in those key moments what is the Steelers record? I'm not saying it's going to be two wins, but still, and I looked up his career stats in his career. He's had 53 game winning drives and 41 fourth quarter comebacks. And these numbers, I think are only behind Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. That's it in NFL history. I think he surpassed Drew Brees on some of those last season. So I think that you bring up that point. Steeler fans have gotten very comfortable with four minutes left on the clock you're trailing by three. We're going to get in field goal range. Cause that's just what Ben does. Ben's able to kind of put them right. in position. And I it's just not, we don't know. Maybe it will be, maybe they will find someone that's clutch. If it's Pickett or if it's whoever, it doesn't matter, but you know, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how this pans out. I want to ask you about training camp. We've talked about St. Vincent college, the going back to St. Vincent and what that means for the team. If you were to guess, it's just a fun question. I had this question on my Wednesday, uh, q a my mailbag segment so if you listened you heard it if you were to pick a player on the current roster that would have some type of outlandish entrance into <laughs> training camp you think back to antonio brown whether yep. it was the rolls royce Royce is, i should say the helicopter dry you know com- coming in on a helicopter where hmm. there's james harrison yep. one year he showed up in a smart car barely fit in the thing right the next I year that. i think he showed up in a in a fire truck, yep. uh, Brett Kiesel showing up in tractors. So those, mm-hmm. those are some of the examples, you know, all these, if you were to guess who would it be this year? And what would the entrance be?
1: Ooh, that is, that's a tough question. I, I think I'd have to go digging in the wide receiver room first. Okay. And so chase Claypool kind of strikes me as a guy who would want to do that t- type of thing. Uh, a guy who would have some of that flamboyance he's got kind of that that engaging really edgy personality if you will that he's he's gonna do chase claypool you know and so i would say man if if he uh if he would be the one i would look to first probably on the offensive side and i don't think he would do it this year necessarily but the other guy i would say is george pickens man i mean we saw the the As draft a rookie night. no 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 that's what i'm saying yeah. we saw the draft <laughs> night photo and and we we've seen his personality and how he gets after it on the field and that type of player i think if he was uh three or four years into his career then you could definitely maybe. expect uh, a george pickens but i don't know man maybe uh maybe cam hayward just to bring some fun to it, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to see really anybody on the defense doing that.
0: They don't have game. a lot of those big personalities, and a lot of it is because they haven't won anything. Mm, you know, yeah. the, the, those players could do that because they had won two Super Bowls. That some of them had been to three. Yeah, and so hey, you can roll up and you can roll up in a fire truck, and no one's going to say anything to James Harrison because he's a defensive player of the year and a two-time Super Bowl champion.
1: Right, and Antonio Brown was the best in the world for like three or four years. And right, so he, yeah, exactly. He earned his his cloud, if you will, to be able to show up in helicopters and what. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and you, I don't know if you know, well you know, the movie major league. Uh, are you I haven't seen with... that actually. Oh, no.
1: What? Okay. So oh you're going to I'm gonna have to watch it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so young Charlie Sheen comes rolling okay. into spring training and he has all of his stuff in a bag over his shoulder And he's wearing these beat up clothes, and he just comes. He gets dropped off in a taxi cab, and he walks up. No, I don't even know if it's a taxi cab. Is no, he's on the back of a motorcycle. That's correct. Okay, he gets. He's on the back of a motorcycle. Buddy drops him off. He gives. He dabs him up, and he walks in. He's got a. That to me would be George Pickens' entrance. Have a buddy drop (laughs) me off, or he just comes rolling up in Crocs and like shorts and all his stuff in a bag, like. I'm here with his shisey hood and everything like yeah. that's what I for picture George <laughs> Pickens doing. But no, you're right. I, I thought about that question before I answered it on Wednesday's show. I was like, man, they really don't have a lot of yeah. big personalities and the, the personalities that they have. I just don't see them doing that. Najee Harris is a big personality, yeah, yeah. I but I don't that. see him rolling into camp. He's an all business guy. Yeah, business boy. Yep. Yeah. Cam's the same way. Yeah. Cam's not, I don't think Cam Hayward's going to be doing that. You know, I mean, yeah, it's going to be weird. maybe I said, I think if you listen, I said, Zach Gentry rolling up in like a smart car would be hysterical <laughs> that because would be, he's yeah. six, eight, you know, James right. Harrison was not a tall guy. And I think that's pretty fun. But I think that, you know, I know I, I can only speak for myself. I want to get your thoughts on this as well. Going back to St. Vincent is, is kind of like a return to some normalcy again. Yeah. You know, it's, it's going to be, oh, wow, we get to see the videos of the players rolling up and they've got their TVs and their Xboxes and their Playstations and they got their pillows. Right. and <laughs> How excited are you for that? I'm really, really pumped oh, for this man. year's training camp. Absolutely.
1: I can't wait to see all the photos and the videos of them showing up and um, just getting ready for football, man. I, I think that that probably right there is is the one that gets your juices flowing the most to just get back to actual football. They're not running around in shorts for much longer. They're putting some pads on, helmets are coming on. No more of these massive guardian caps, you know. We're we're going to see the real deal here in just a few weeks and so that absolutely gets me fired up. And uh returning to St. Vincent, you know, obviously since I've been rooting for the Steelers, it's always been that way and then um you know, I haven't had a chance to make it up for training camp. That's on my bucket list for sure. But you know just i think for the coaches especially that are have been established and in the organization for a while for mike tomlin it's like you know it's going back home and he's he's yeah. ready to get to work with those guys and cam hayward too um some of the guys that have been there a, a while now uh, i think that that's they're going to they're going to love that atmosphere and i think it's really going to help the team gel i really do
0: now we'll talk about training camp more in the coming weeks and you know especially as they they get closer to reporting next week we'll really be diving in but I, I've done this. I want to get your thoughts. I don't know if you've done this yet or not. And that is, has there been a player that you've been looking at the roster? You did a whole roster breakdown series for the website. I mean, you mm-hmm. did position by position. Yep. Was there anyone that you were like, man, this guy, this guy's a veteran, or maybe he was a drafted player. I could see him not making the team. Like, is there any player that would be like a shock to, to for fans out there like, you gotta watch this guy because there may be someone behind him. Maybe it's the depth sure. behind him. Like, what are your thoughts? Um, I would say, you know, a guy like
1: Justin Lane. Um, okay. I think that he, he was brought up on uh ESPN by Brooke Pryor too, uh, as a guy as a veteran on the team that might get cut. And I think I thought that was kind of like, yeah, you know, that's yeah. <laughs> it might be a little <laughs> obvious, but I mean, other than that, it's it's hard to see something like that happening i think the vets are pretty well established on, on this roster and um i mean i i don't see it on in the on the offensive side of the football really at all other than maybe maybe mason rudolph he he gets moved somehow you know i don't know that could be something that happens too but just as far as like straight up cutting a a veteran player i don't see that happening this year i think the Steelers is going to rely on
0: those guys too much Outside of Chris Oladokun, any rookie that you would say, hey, you might want to watch out. He might not make this roster. Um, let's see. We're
1: talking Pickett. We're talking Pickens. We're talking Calvin Austin and and the Marvin Leal. Uh, the Marvin Leal. Connor Hayward. Connor Hayward. I mean, the the one guy I would say is Connor Hayward if he doesn't really get that or find his niche in that offense and find a role, but then he's a brother, you know? So I don't know if that gives him an extra year or something like that. Um, A guy that's been back and forth with the team a lot is uh, Trey Edmonds, Terrell Edmonds' brother. I think that that could be a guy that you could see walk this year. Yeah. And if uh, Connor Hayward comes out and he's bowling people over and he's playing good on special teams and he's catching passes out of the backfield... Maybe Derek Watt too. That would be somebody else. I would keep an eye Ooh, on.
0: I, I like those names. We're going to talk about that more next week. In the meantime, I want to give you a chance to not only plug your social media stuff, what you got going on with the website, what you're doing on the Steelers. Fix. great interview, by the way, this week, oh, if you're man. a fantasy football player and in any way, and you did not check out the Steelers fix this week, you need to with Jeremy's. I want to plug that for you, yeah. but go ahead and let us know what else is coming up.
1: Okay. So I'm working on a, a little bit of a series. It's, it's, going to be kind of here and there as we approach the season, but really focusing on fantasy football and I'm going to profile each of the Steelers top fantasy options. So we did not, I did Najee Harris this week. I think that's coming out soon. And then uh, we're going to do on the Steelers fix. We're going to keep talking about position groups and different things to consider as you're going through your draft season. And then as we get closer to the season, we'll start really hitting in topics of, of who's, you know who's going to be startable week one and things like that. But for now, if you're listening to the Steelers Fix or you're seeing my stuff or Andrew Wilbar stuff on the website, it's going to be very fantasy football oriented. You can follow me at TheBets93 on Twitter, T-H-E-B-E-T-Z-9-3. You can get a lot of fantasy content from me there and uh, just discussion and, and fun stuff talking Steelers football.
0: For those of you that might sit there and say, I don't do fantasy football. It's just not my thing. Why would I listen You have to understand that fantasy success is also Steelers success. So If they're doing a Steelers only show talking about Pittsburgh Steelers, that could have big fantasy seasons. It's going to be worthwhile because they're going to have big seasons for the Steelers. So I just wanted to add that in there in case there's someone that's like, "Ah, I'm not into fantasy, still worth your time. Jeremy, as always, I thank you for your time. Uh, Have a great weekend. Hope that kid gets better and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Have a good week, man. All right. Take it easy. And a big thank you to Jeremy Jerome Betts, as always, every Friday. Take takes some time to talk about the black and gold. I appreciate him taking some time out of his busy schedule to join me. And as we always finish it out every Friday, let's do a little heart to heart. As I said earlier in the podcast, in less than two weeks, on the 26th of July, the Steelers will report to St. Vincent College in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Whatever, you know, it's kind of that's what everyone's going to think about. Eh, that's, it is what it is. It's training camp. I get it. However, I think that if you're like me, I've missed this. I, I have not been to Latrobe in a long time, but I've missed this. Even as someone that runs the website, I have missed this. You know, we always do the training camp confidential. We're going to be doing that again. That will kick off on the 26th. It's basically two, sometimes three days of us just churning out content. And it's special features, it's breakdowns, it's all this stuff. And the last two years, it's just kind of been, well, what's it going to look like? like? What is training camp? Are we going to get videos of players walking in? Or what? what is this? Like, I, I'm not, was it, no one knew. But they're back. They're back. And, and for a second, at least part of that, the last two years is, is finally behind us. And it feels like things are where they should be again. And I'm excited, but it's also helping me to appreciate the little things, to appreciate, even with my job, mind you, not just as a fan, but even with my job, to appreciate the videos of players reporting, showing up to St. Vincent College with their pillows and their luggage and all the other stuff. I and mean, you'll see TVs, video gaming systems, all that stuff. When you see all that stuff happening, man, they're back. We're back. You know, it's an appreciation of. We're we're back baby like let's go and it's an excitement level that's just not with the Steelers it's just with like I guess life that man it's finally they're finally back and I cannot tell you how excited I am to talk about that here with you the ride or die crew to talk about all of this stuff on the entire network make sure you're following us wherever you get your podcasts all you have to do is search Steelers or behind the steel curtain but we should all be unbelievably excited for the Steelers to getting back. They're getting back. That's exciting. St. Vincent college. I'm, I'm ready. I'm not going to be going this year. I don't think it's just not going to work out with my work schedule with vacation coming up. I know that big bro's goes going. I know that our own KT Smith is going to be there. So we'll make sure to try to let you all know if you can try to find them. If you want to find them, get a picture, share it with me. I'll definitely retweet it, give you a shout out on the show, all that good stuff. But I'm, I'm just so excited for camp to be back, and we're less than two weeks away. All right, folks, that does it for me. I hope you're excited for the weekend. Hope you have some great plans. I will be back on Monday working on a Monday morning conversation for you all to enjoy. In the meantime, you know how we finish it out. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you on Monday. Go Steelers.